How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Oh, come on, you can do better than that. How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What a blessing and a privilege it is to be here with you this beautiful Sunday morning. I want to thank Pastor Justin for having me. And also, at the end of the service, my dear friend, Prophet Fred is here. Can you stand up, please? Give him a good hand. He's also going to be ministering. He's all excited. He was praying. He was getting ready. And he said he has a lot of words of knowledge to release uh, this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. I know we have less time, so I don't want to take any more time saying other things. But we are going to do a declaration. Every Sunday before I preach, we always do the declaration. That is power whenever a believer speaks the word of God. Amen. Believers don't understand that so much of power is sitting right there in their homes in this beautiful, amazing book called the Bible. They're always quiet, but something powerful happens when you decree and declare. When you release the Word of God, things that you never expected to happen begin to happen for you and your family in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I encourage everyone in our church, whenever you wake up in the morning, five minutes, I'm sure all of you have five minutes in the morning to speak to decree and declare the Word of God. I even encourage parents, you have children, teach your children at a young age to speak the Word of God. I have an eight-year-old, I have a six-year-old, and I have a year and a half old. And I'm already, I'm teaching these guys every morning before we leave the house, we decree and declare the Word of God. I keep teaching them, whatever comes your way, that is something that is able to change your situation, and it is the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so I'm going to ask the media to help me. If you can have the declaration, can we have it on the screen, Pastor? All right, can we have the declaration up on the screen? And all of us are going to do it together. All right, here we go on the left side. Everyone together, one, two, three. I declare God is bringing into existence His blessings in my life according to Genesis 1, 28. And He will catapult me into a new realm of His glory and honor in Jesus' name. Next one. Come on, everyone. Let me hear you. Let me hear you this morning. One, two, three. I declare... I am living a life of a divine establishment. I am blessed with the blessings from above and the Lord establishes the work of my hands. I am blessed when I go out I am blessed when I come in and my home is blessed. My work is blessed. I will experience God's blessings in all areas of my life and I will give glory to God for His blessings according to James 1.17. Last one, everyone together. One, two, three. I declare that the transformational power of God is working things out in my life. It is changing me from who I was in the world without God and transforming me into who God created me to be. The Lord renews my mind daily. Henceforth, I am beginning to live an extraordinary life as God ordained for me according to 2 Corinthians 3.18 in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, give the Lord the best clap offering in this place. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to speak to you quickly about how God is our ever-present help. If you see in Romans 8, 11, 
it says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Turn to your neighbor and say quicken. All right, what does the word quicken mean? If the media can help me out and have the, the, the meaning up on the screen, it'll be really good so people can take down notes. All right, here we go. The word quicken means it talks about the life of God. Number two, it carries the idea to revitalize. Number three, to rejuvenate, refresh with new life. Number four, to restore to life. Number five, to give increase of life. And number six is to give life and make a life. Somebody shout a good amen in this place. Listen, I'm here to tell you whatever situation you are going through because the Spirit of God is there with you. God's power, God's very own life will be released into your situation and God will turn that situation around for your good and for your benefit in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I hope I'm not preaching to a dead crowd this morning. Come on, everybody. I hope you're alive and well this morning. You want to clap. You want to shout. Do something in the house of God because whatever you're going through, God will turn that situation around for you and your family in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We had a brother who came to our church. And he was so depressed and he was so dejected because when he went to the doctor, he had, uh, he would walk and then suddenly he would faint. He would, uh, he would start sweating really bad. He went for checkups and everything. And they realized that this brother had two large tumors that literally sandwiched his heart. And the doctor told him, I'm so sorry. At any time, we are not able to operate these tumors because it's in a very sensitive location. We're not able to do anything, so we suggest you prepare yourself that at any moment you could have a heart attack and you can die. Imagine if the doctor told you that. What would be your response to that situation? But that morning when he walked into church, he heard the message saying that the Spirit of God is there with me. God is my ever-present help. He will never leave and He will never forsake me. And he heard the word that God will quicken things in his life. Even though the doctor has given up, the Spirit of God has a remedy. The Spirit of God will release healing into my life. When this brother went home, his wife had told all his friends about what had happened and they all started to come back to the house and to meet this brother. This brother looked at his friends and said, if you have come to have a pity party with me, I suggest that you leave my house immediately. But you have, if you have come into this place to pray with me, to speak the word of God over me, then you're welcome into this place. Let me ask you honestly, what would you have done if the doctor told you that at any given moment, you're about to get a heart attack. 
I'm sure you would have prepared your will. You would have called everybody. Oh my goodness, called all the ladies around. Everybody's crying. Everybody's throwing a pity party with what's happening. But I like what this brother did. Every day when he woke up in the morning, he said, God, you are there with me. Your word says, with long life, you will satisfy me. Your word says that when I go out, I am blessed. When I come in, I am blessed. Your spirit will quicken things in my life. One month went by. No sign of any heart attack. Two months went by. No sign of any heart attack. Six months went by. No sign of any heart attack. Finally, he decided to go back to the doctor. The doctor said, I cannot find the two tumors that had sandwiched your heart. Your God has done a miracle for you. I'm here to encourage you this morning and tell you, when everybody gives up, there is always a remedy because God God is there with you. You will see a mighty breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a good amen. Lift your hands, everyone. Lift your hands, lift your hands. I prophesy and keep your hands up. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ that the Spirit of God will quicken those areas in your life that you're waiting to see a miracle in Jesus' mighty name. Whether it's in your house, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your family, whatever it is, I pray this morning and I prophesy that God will quicken through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. Quickly, Isaiah 9.6 says, we all know this scripture. We use it during Christmas. But I love this scripture. So much of revelation. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. Okay, everyone read with me. All right, so I know you're participating. Okay, from the beginning. One, two, three. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I want to give you so much good revelation in this scripture. Now the word government means, everybody if you're writing down notes, please don't miss this. The word government means, it means protecting someone. Number two, you can go with me. All right. Number two, it means fighting for someone. And number three, it means to provide. Now, how many of you, you've heard this scripture so many times. The government will be upon his shoulders. I don't even need to tell you, you have memorized the Bible inside out. Hallelujah. All right. Now, these words, the government will be upon his shoulder, was the words that were used at the climax of a wedding. Climax of what? Of a wedding. Now this is amazing. All right. Now I need some help. Can you help me, sister? All right. Do you have a handkerchief with you? Do anyone have a hanky? During COVID time, no one wants to give the hanky. All right. Anyone? Okay, good. Whose is yours? The pastor is washed. Okay, praise God. All right. <laughs> now, this is your veil. All right. Please get this. Don't miss this. All right. This is really cool. You hold the veil. Like a wedding. All right. Now, only for illustration. We both are happily married. All right. Praise God. Okay. Now, the bride will go around the groom three times. How many times? Three times. All right. Now, my dear media brothers, if you can put one, two, and three for me so I can see. All right. 
every time you walk around the groom, walk around, all right? Every time she walks around, she will say these things. The next one, please. The three times. You see it? I want you to get this, all right. Yes. Number one, every time she walks around the groom, she will repeat these things. She will teach him of the righteousness and justice of God by being righteous and just before him. Circle number one, this is what she says. Number two, she will say, walk around, making you do some exercise this morning, all right? Number two, she will say, she will teach him of the faithfulness of God by being faithful to him. Now remember church, this is a very holy, holy, holy times million moment. It is so holy that the groom is considered to be standing next to God. Standing next to who? To God. So you can imagine how, what a moment this is. Nobody will walk. Nobody will move when this ceremony is happening. It is so holy that some people in the audience, as the bride is walking around the groom, they will give a prayer request. Hey, because you know why? For them, he is standing next to God. So when they're giving the prayer request to the bride, literally they are saying, we're giving you a prayer request because we know you're standing next to God and God will hear you. How many of you will do it? Don't say it's so holy, then say, I will not do anything. I know you will have 100 requests to give to the bride. All right? Now, number three, the third time she walks around, she will teach him of the love and mercy of God by loving him and being merciful to him. After she has done these three things, now what the bridegroom will do is, he will, the bride and the bridegroom will face each other. All right? He will take the veil from the bride and he will throw it over his shoulder. By throwing it over his shoulder, he is saying, my bride, I will fight for you. My bride, I will provide for you. My bride, I will protect you. I will be there with you. No matter what you go through, the bride's government has come upon his shoulders now that but he takes all the responsibility to be there for his bride. Why? All because of this one process that now he has taken the government of his bride and he has put it on his shoulder. When God says that his government will be upon his shoulders, today you and I, thank you sister, today you and I, the church, what are we known as? What are we known as? Come on. Yes. What are we known as? We are known as the bride of Christ. The moment you give your life to Christ, he says, hey, your government will be upon my shoulder. I will fight for you. I will provide for you. I will protect you. No matter where you go, my presence will always be there with you. Listen to me, believers. You are not somebody ordinary to God. You are his bride. Hallelujah. To God, you are somebody extraordinary. To God, you are somebody special. You are not just anybody, but you are known as the bride of Christ. Can somebody give the Lord a mighty clap offering? Hallelujah. Next time when you hear the government will be upon his shoulder, now you know what the Bible is talking about. In moments, when you feel depressed, in moments when you want to give up, in moments when you feel like God is a million miles away, remember, 
your government is upon his shoulder. And because he is carrying you, because he is there with you, you be, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean God will run away from you. Every time you make a mistake, God will run towards you. Why? Because today you're, you're in covenant with God. And remember, God will always stay true to his covenant that he has made with you and your family in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a good amen. Hallelujah. How can you be depressed when you hear things like this? Amen. You could be sitting here with a big smile, but going through so much on the inside. I'm here to remind you this morning, He will always be there with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Remember pastor sharing his testimony and his, him and his wife, they got down and the Lord told them, I want you to go to this property and I want you to walk around this property. And it was a big facility. I mean, huge. He said, Lord, we have only $50 million for this place. And if you know the market nowadays, my goodness, people are bidding like, if it's a $100,000 property, people are bidding like $200,000 extra. It's crazy. So they went there and the Lord had given them this promise. Your government is upon my shoulder. I will fight for you. I will provide for you. Don't worry about the people who are standing there. Then the Lord told them, I want you to put a bid in. They went in and they saw all the multi-billionaires. Talk about feeling small. <laughs> when they met them, each one of these billionaires were looking at these guys and saying, Oh, how much money do you have? What bid did you put in? They said, we put 50 million. Oh, everybody started laughing at them. But there was a promise on the inside of them saying, hey, I will fight for you. I will provide for you. Don't look at the army. Look at me and see what I will do for you. So they, when they started laughing, this pastor and his wife, they also started laughing loudly. They said, crack people, why are you laughing loudly? He said, no, don't worry. You have your money, you have your millions. But we have the great God Jehovah who is standing right there by our side. They put in their bid as everybody was walking out. People continued to look at them. They made fun of them, made fun of the bid that they put. But this husband and wife, they knew God had given them a promise that God was going to give them this property. They went again to that place. They prayed. This time, they didn't ask God. They thanked the Lord that this property had their name on it. Talk about decreeing and declaring by faith. Amen. Finally, that week, the person called them and said, I don't know why, but every time your name comes up, I get restless. I'm not able to sleep. So I'm giving you this property. Please come and do the paperwork. It belongs to you. Come on, somebody. Get excited in the house of the Lord this morning. Hey, when God is with you, they have the influence. They have the name. They have the money. They have everything in the natural. But remember, you have a supernatural God who is there with you. Come on, somebody. You have a supernatural God who will protect you. You have a supernatural God who will fight for you. You have a supernatural God who will never, ever leave you, nor forsake you in Jesus' mighty name. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that this scripture...
will come to fruition in your life in Jesus mighty name I pray to the power of the Holy Spirit whoever is standing against you you don't don't worry about them God is standing by your side the favor of God is over you the favor of God is over your family the favor of God is over your work the favor of God is over your hands God will enable you to expand north south east west in the mighty name of Jesus Christ somebody say amen and clap your hands and receive it in Jesus name hallelujah I like what it says in Isaiah 310 it says tell the righteous it will be well with them tell who tell the righteous anybody righteous here please lift your hand I thought all of you will lift your hand why you are the righteous come on let's look at the scripture second Corinthians 521 quickly please Fred you ready ready okay can I have the keyboard player all right we're gonna get into a time of prophetic second Corinthians 521 everyone read with me one two three God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the oh say it with conviction let the devil hear you let your friends hear you let your family hear you come on one more time God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God Tell the righteous, you, 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 that it will be well with you in Jesus' mighty name. You know what the words in Hebrew, it will be well means? Look at this. Put it up on the screen for me. Number one, well-being. Number two, pros number two prosperity. Number three, happiness. Number four, my favorite one. Everybody say it. Favor. Number five. Everyone say it. One, two, three. Goodness. I never said this, by the way. So don't write any emails to me saying you said prosperity. You can. I'm not only talking about money. Many people are, have prosperity to do with finances, but they are not prosperous when it comes to having peace in their heart. <laughs> Tell the righteous. It will be well with them. Who's the righteousness of God in this place? Come on, who's the righteousness of God in this place? In Jesus' name. Lift your hands, everyone. I know I'm giving you a lot of exercise. I do the same thing in my church back home in India. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that it will be well with you, the righteousness of God in Jesus' name. I pray from today... You will experience the favor of God like never before in Jesus' mighty name. I pray you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray you will experience happiness in your home. You will experience happiness in your family, in your marriage, in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you will enjoy and see the prosperity of God in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen and receive it in this place. Hallelujah.
Okay, quickly. Psalms 18, 16. Psalms 18, 16. I love this. Psalms 18, 16. Thank you. Hallelujah. Psalms 18, 16. If you go down in the notes. Yes. Everyone read with me. One, two, three. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. This word sent is amazing. It means to reach down. And it's the same word that means divorce. Means what? Divorce. He sent from above. Who did he send? Jesus detached himself from heaven to come down into your raging waters. This is what the word is giving. He literally detached himself from heaven because he saw you struggling with something and he came down into your situation. Isn't that amazing? Look at this. The word he sent from above, he took me. Somebody, somebody say took. Took. This word in the Hebrew means a Jewish man will use this word when he's taking a bride. <laughs> taking a what? A bride. That means he detached himself from heaven because he saw his bride in the raging waters and he came down into the raging waters to save you, to save your family, to save you from your misery, to save you from your curses. Why? Because you are his bride. I thought I'll get a louder hallelujah for that. He drew me out. He sent from above. He took me and he drew me out of many waters. Freddy, come here. You're in the water. Kneel down. Does this remind you of school? <laughs> when it says he took me, watch this please. Watch this please. Watch what Jesus did. He takes you out of his raging waters because you're his bride. All right. And now when it says, he drew me out. This word drew me out in the Hebrew means, he checks my body to see if I've been wounded with anything. Drew me out. He checks my body to see if I've been hurt. Because when he draws me out, when he saves me, he loves me so much. He cares for me so much. That now the bridegroom checks the bride to see if the bride is hurt. And if the bride is hurt, he releases the miracle that you need. My Jesus. He releases what? He releases the miracle you need. Why do I keep sharing bride, bride, bride? Because the church doesn't know how much you mean to God. Next time when you go through something, Expect to see Jesus invade your situation. Amen. Come on.
The next time you go to a situation, don't ever say from your mouth, God, where are you? God, why you left me? God, why did this happen? God, why did you do this? No, the next time you go to the raging waters, get ready for a supernatural encounter with God. Get ready to see a supernatural breakthrough. Get ready to see a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life in Jesus' name. Now what? You're seeing the way heaven sees. Going through bad doesn't mean God has left you. Going through bad means get ready to see a supernatural manifestation in Jesus' mighty name. It will happen. It will happen. Every day when you wake up, don't wake up saying, Ayo, again, I have to go through the situation. Ayo, again, Ayo, again. You're singing the Ayo, Ayo song nonstop. You get up in the morning, get up with a, with a shout. You deserve the glory. Wake up with a song in your mouth. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. Now what's happening? You're preparing yourself. Hey, Brother Thomas, so much you're going through and you're singing this song. Hey, you laugh at me, you mock me, you write about me. But one thing I know, I'm ready for a supernatural visitation because in my raging water, I know my God will show up. In my raging water, I know I will see the hand of God. In the raging water, I will see the provision of God. Whatever it is, church, get ready to see a supernatural encounter. It will happen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Quickly, I'm going to close with this. We're going to get into... Is it okay? okay. Psalms 147.10. I'm going to close with this. Psalms 147 verse 10, please. Okay. Hallelujah. I will not yield to anyone's mastery or control over horses and I do not associate with the strength of man's leg. What an interesting verse. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. What a weird scripture. God is telling David, David is faced with the Assyrians. Do anybody know who the Assyrians were? They were the, one of the most powerful armies in the world. Most what? Powerful. Imagine they used, they breed horses for 20 years. Have you seen those horses, pastors? They look like they are, they are Goliaths themselves. They are so big. So big, massive. And I mean, these guys trained every day. These guys, when you go to the gym, you know, you see some guys, it looks like they're just eating the dumbbell. It's like they have six pack, nine pack. I have only one pack. I'm very happy with it. And these Assyrians were massive guys, huge. They were warriors. The Assyrians had the best weapons. Best weapons, best chariots, best horses. 
God is telling David, David, they have the best of everything and they are known to be one of the most ruthless army in the world. But remember this, David, they have everything, but they don't have me. You might not have anything, but you have me, the great God, Jehovah, who is standing right there with you to help you overcome every power of the enemy that is standing in front of you. Listen to me, church. It's not about the size of your enemy. It's about the size of your God who is standing right there by your side. The, the person who is fighting you, they have everything. But remember one thing, when God is with you, you will come out victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Father, I prophesy right now that they will see your power in their midst in the name of Jesus. I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit they will see the hand of God manifested in a powerful way in their life in Jesus' mighty name.